Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? Second of the video recordings and we have an awesome guest on tonight. He's owner of Ken Joslin Team, 10X Coach, Grant Cardone Licensee and Real Estate Professional. He's driven leader who's sold hundreds of millions in real estate and mortgages. And in 2019, Ken finished in the top half of 1% out of 3,725 realtors. And he is devoted dad, husband, friend. So please welcome Ken Joslin. What's up, my friend? How you doing, man? How you doing, buddy? Man, dude, I, I'm, I'm good. I found out I've got a fellow Manchester United fan here off the air. So I'm good to go, man. We were talking about Vidic. We were talking about Ferdinand. We were talking about Wayne Rooney. We, we had a blast. Definitely. All the, all, the, all the great players and the great teams of United. Yep. Yeah, we put Giggsy in there. We can throw a couple more in there, too. Uh, could put hundreds. I'd destroy all the Liverpool Man City yep. teams. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. For all my listeners that don't know who Ken, Ken Joslin is, could you just tell them all about you? Yeah, so I live in the Atlanta, Georgia area, across the pond, as my as my Brit mites would say. Across <laughs> that's terrible. That was a terrible British accent. Yeah. People may turn it off immediately. <laughs> um, but I am a Manchester. I am a big Manchester United fan, and have been for about twenty years. Um, so I live in the Atlanta, Georgia area in the States um, and in the Birmingham, Alabama area. Those are two Alabama, Georgia, obviously southeastern part of the United States. Um, I've got a real estate team on the Ken Johnson group, which consists of the Ken Johnson team, which is my real estate team in Birmingham, Alabama and um, in Atlanta, Georgia. We buy and sell residential and commercial real estate. Um, last year, I had the, the honor of finishing seventh out of 3,725 agents in the fastest growing real estate company. Um, in, in, the, in Georgia. Um, since then, um, we have began to scale our team um, and grow teams in both cities. Um, I am uh, own the Grow Stack Drive brand where we do a weekday, we do a podcast almost every day if I'm in town. Um, we do a podcast, guys, we've had Grant Cardone, we've had Brad Lee, um, Tim Story, I mean, on and on and on. Anthony Trucks, just some really good friends of mine we've had on our podcast. Um, in that Grow Stack Drive brand, we also do um, online coaching. Um, we are about to release um, a three um, course, three courses, a video recorded courses. Um, Grow Stack and Drive. Grow is about mindset, where we go after six limiting belief systems, um, identifying, removing, replacing limited belief systems such as fear, scarcity, comparison, success are four of the six that we go after. Um, the Stack course is all about strategy. We use my five core values, which are, which we have throughout my companies, um, passion, focus, intentionality, teachability, and flexibility. Um, and we have created an eight-week process for people to take those. We call those our five filters. Um, we walk you through an eight-week process to develop a strategy personally and professionally. And then the third course that we're dropping, um, the drive course, is probably what I'm most excited about. Um, and it is about multiplication through leadership development. How do I scale and grow my business, which I've done now for over 20 years. Um, I've done about, I've done over $200 million in real estate transactions as a mortgage broker and, and now in the real estate, on the real estate buy and sell side. Um, and that's really done through significance and not success. And so what we teach in that eight week course is if I go after being significant, which 
and Darren, some people may ask, what does that mean? That means that I'm not only going to take people on the journey with me, but I'm going to help them become the best version of themselves that they can be. Um, we take them along the journey. So if we go after significance, we're guaranteed to be successful. But if we go after success, we may or may not find significance. And we may or may not leave a trail of damage behind us on the way, um, because that's what happens in a lot of entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I say a lot is make sure you get around people who want something for you and not something from you. And there is a, there is a huge difference between people who want something for you and want something from you. So that's what we've got going on. Did I lose you? You didn't, you did not lose me. I'm completely with you. Completely okay. with you. Yeah, uh, I did get a bit of uh, static. I don't know whether that's my end or, or yeah. what. You, 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 you froze up a little bit. So that's what we've got going on. And then we do uh, on the Jocelyn coaching side. Um, I coach uh, business owners one-on-one. I've got business owners from California all the way across the United States and over the pond in um, Geneva, Switzerland. I've got an attorney um, who has five locations. Um, she's in the cargo insurance industry or cargo damage claim damage industry um, is, is one of my coaches as well. So we do one-on-one -on -one coaching um, as well with Johnson wow. Coaching. So love it, dude. Have yeah. a blast. Definitely. Sounds like it. And uh, you're achieving a lot of goals, obviously, helping people get to where they want to be. And I expect yeah. you get a lot of people that are really, really like, they're afraid of put you know, like taking the risk of taking that next step. And I expect you get a lot of people like that come to you, don't they? The, yeah, so I, so obviously one of those limiting belief systems that we talked about um, in our in our grow course um, on mindset is is fear. I mean, man, people are afraid. I had a I had an amazing guy on my podcast earlier today, um, Brian, and Brian and I talked about Brian Bogert. He's a friend of Anthony Trucks as well. Um, Brian and I talked about um, one of the things he said today was he said he was eight or nine years old, um, had a, a, a truck. Somebody got out of a car at Walmart at a, at a store. The guy realized it wasn't in part, tried to get over and put the foot on the brake, accidentally hit the gas. It pinned him against the steering wheel, which made the gas it flying across the parking lot 40 miles an hour. He's 10 years old. Truck runs him over. Um, wow. severs his arm, they had to reattach it. And he just talked about this whole process and he just talked about fear and he talked about embracing pain to avoid suffering. And in, in that, it just as human beings, our natural inclination is to run away from pain is to be afraid. Um, and that doesn't just, that doesn't just extend in, you know, one area of our life. It really extends in all of our areas of our life. And that happens in business as well. And, the one thing, I guess I'm just not smart enough to be afraid sometimes. Sometimes I'm afraid, um, but I guess I'm just not smart enough to be afraid. And, and, and if you want to, you know, be in business and, and, and like I said, be significant and succeed, you understand that failure is just part of the learning process. So there's really not anything to be afraid of. I think as long as you go into that with the right intentions, especially with your team, if you're a business or an a business owner or an, or an entrepreneur, is if you go in that with the right intentions, your intention is to take this team along this journey to help them become the best version of themselves that they can be to take care of your clients. Obviously, revenue is a huge part. You know what? I'm going to make mistakes along the way. So if I know that and I run towards fear or failure or, you know, those obstacles that are in my way, fear doesn't have a grip over me. And one of the things I teach my clients all the time, my one-on-one -on -one clients is, Darren, 
is that if there's something in your day, like I've got my 10X planner right here, boom, I've got my, my goals, my, my schedule written out. I do it every day. I mean, dude, this is this right here is every day, son, every day. And I've done this since I became a Grant Cardone licensee back in October. And it's helped me, it's helped me grow my business over 800%. And when I attack the things that I'm afraid of, it, it, it's almost like, it's almost like pulling the teeth of a lion. Like, it can't affect me if I go after it before it comes after me. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, with, with fear factor, unfortunately, as yourself being a father um, and myself, it gets kind of, it gets drilled into people when they're young, when they're in school life. They ha they have, you have to succeed in school. You have to, and they get that fear factor of if you fail, you've got nothing going for your life, but you've got everything going for your life. You don't have to have A-star a grades to, to succeed right. in, in anything in life. You, you know what's funny is we're born as human beings with two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. All of the other fears that we have in life all, are all learned fears. They're not fears we're born with. They're all fears that we learn. So if we can learn them, guess what? we can unlearn them and the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises, we can learn to overcome those fears. So when we learned that, when we recognize that all of the other fears that we have, like you said, just a minute ago, Brian, they're all learned. They're learned fears from as we grow older, we learn to be afraid of specific things. If we can learn to be afraid. Guess what we can do. We can unlearn to be afraid as well. Definitely. And it's, yeah. And saying off off the air before, saying about I was on um, a young lad's Instagram live. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. His his name's Ben West, and he's uh, does a lot of campaigning for mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, he's met the prime minister, and he lost his brother a couple of years ago um, to for suicide. Mm -hmm. And um, he's now trying to campaign um, for teachers to be like the other first aid training that mm -hmm. he's trying to get them to be trained in recognizing signs of students that's having problems with mental health mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. obviously being there, being there myself, you don't go to your parents necessarily because you're ashamed and you're, you're embarrassed. You, you go to someone mutually, which I did. I went to my employer at the time because he noticed mm -hmm. I wasn't right. So I went to him and spoke to him and then he called my mum and I, I spoke to my mum. So he's trying to campaign to get, teachers to be trained. I don't know what you feel about that with your, your kids' schools. Yeah. So I, I think it's amazing. I think um, one of the things, and I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, and blast COVID all day long, because I think it's a bunch of nonsense for the most part, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, obviously it's real. Obviously it's, you know, it's, it, it can have deadly effects, but I think that what we're going to see in the next 10 to 15 years is the effect of COVID is going to be far greater than the, it's 99.64% of people um, live. So 0.03% or 0.3% of people die from COVID. And most of those are susceptible because of their health. I think the far greater damage we're going to see is going to be on the mental health side from children who've been locked, pretty much locked in their house from people who have been taught to be afraid um, from people who have literally, I can't even watch the news now because they just bombard you with negative information that people literally are afraid to walk outside. We, we went to a restaurant last night. People were eating with their masks on in Atlanta. I'm like, come on, people. Like, it's 0.3% of individuals in the world 
pass away from this and, and it's not healthy people. There's, there are far greater dangers. You're going to be, it, it's, it's more likely for you to be struck by lightning. But I think on the mental health side, um, I think that that's going to be in 10 to 15 years. I think that's, we're going to look back and go, wow, this, the COVID was far more deadly on the mental health side. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's vital that we train people. I think it's vital that we, we, we talked on my podcast today with Brian. We talked about, this is what he said, and I, I've got my notes here, so I'm just going to use it from Brian Bogert. He said, human connection without emotion isn't human connection. So what happens is we, we, we've taken the emotion out of us having a relationship. It's like when I talked to you just a minute ago, Sandy, we were talking about Manchester United when they won UEFA Champions League, however long it's been a minute ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, however long ago it was they won. Now, yeah. I, I told you I remember John Terry missing that – that uh, that in, in golden goal time in penalty kicks, I remember he missed that kick, and I was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna win!" And then and then we won. And you said the the semifinal against Barcelona, you were at the game, and you described to me them them, you know, hitting that that goal. They won one nil against Barcelona, and your whole countenance changed thinking about that that memory and that moment in your life, and and what we've what we've done and what we've learned is is we've been told that we're, we're not supposed to carry emotion. And the reality of it is, is we have to be able to recognize when people struggle emotionally so that we can speak life into them, so that we can offer them the community that they need to, that they need to have. And, and, I, and I would say this, just from my pastor's heart, I pastored at you know, a Christian church for several years, is... Uh, it's it's no different in the it's funny because the Bible like has all these parables for like modern day story you know that you, you look at them and you see the story. It's no different than a predator when a predator goes after its meal, it doesn't go after the strongest sheep or the strongest gazelle or the strongest. It always goes after the weak one, separates them from the rest of the flock or the herd or whatever it might or whatever the case may be, and then it, and then it pinpoints. I think mental health is the same thing, and you you know this. It tries to separate you and get you off on your own. And we've got, we've got to have people who, because we've taken the emotion out of a lot of our relationships, because we're told that, you know, you can't be emotional. You, you know, you've got to keep your emotions in check. You've got to be, Oh dude, if you and I go to a Manchester United game and you see, you know, you see them score and, and beat Barcelona to go to the UEFA Champions League final, and you know, they're going to go play Chelsea. That's a big deal. We're going to get emotional. You know, it, it's okay for emotions to be in there. Um, and I believe, I believe it's, I believe it's, um, it's needed for teachers to be trained on how to spot people who are not just loners, not just, you know, wanting time by themselves, but people who are struggling with mental health. I think it's a big deal. And I think it's, I think it's smart to be able to, to do that now in the wake of, you know, what we've experienced around the world with COVID. Yeah, definitely. And with COVID going on now, they are expecting suicide rates. There has been a couple of suicides it's, during, it's during already. COVID. And they're expecting it to, to be on the rise mm -hmm. within the next few months, within the next year, because of it's put so much financial pressure on people, especially. And also because when you're struggling with mental health, you, you're separated from everyone else. And okay, yes, sometimes you have anxiety of not going out, but you still have the option of going out and trying to try and try and strengthen yourself. But when 
you're you're completely locked down and you can't go anywhere that's it you just go within yourself even more and you're stuck and you've got nowhere out and when you're struggling with mental health you you're battling your own thoughts and when you're battling your own thoughts and you can't get out to try and you know what i mean and try and socialize with people you're even more trapped and that's when the suicides come because you can't you can't seek the help you know, you know, I heard, a, I don't know exactly what the numbers were. Two things. Number one, I, I do know that in the, in the past couple, two or three months during COVID on lockdown, the suicide rates for like two months were equal to the, the previous 12, 10 or 12 months. That's how many more people had attempted suicide because of what's going on with COVID. So we know it's a big deal. Separation and isolation are terrible. Um, and they're especially terrible for somebody who struggles with mental health because your thought process. And one of the other things I, I heard, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but I thought this was fascinating. The reason when people go to a psychologist and the psychologist gets you to open your mouth and begin to talk is that our brain processes 10, 15, 20, maybe even a hundred times more words per minute in our thoughts than it does when we speak. So when we speak and we talk to other people, like we're having a conversation or we're in community or I'm talking to my therapist, when I do that, what happens, it gets my mind to slow down because a lot of times our minds can get like runaway freight trains where we have no idea how to slow that thing down. And again, in, in our grow course where we talk, we spend eight weeks talking about mindset, about six limited belief systems, identifying, removing, and replacing those six limited belief systems. Because a lot of times we don't understand that I have a comparison mindset. That man, when I look at a Grant Cardone, I, I'm like, oh crap, I'm never gonna be that. I'm never gonna. Or if I look at somebody that's on a level lower than me, then I also get a false sense of where I am in, oh, man, look how far, look how far ahead I am of that guy. You know, and they're, and they're both false ideas and you have to identify that limited belief system, remove it. And now what do I replace it with? I replace it with the, listen, the only person I need to compare myself against is the guy I shave with in the mirror every day. Me. Like I'm the, I am my own worst enemy. I am my own measuring stick. I'm the one that I have to compare my life to. So I think that's, I think that's huge. Yeah, definitely. And our mind is our, is our greatest weapon because we can achieve anything but it's also it's also our worst enemy at the same time because mm -hmm. like you were saying with grant cardone or people might think oh we can never be a grant cardone but you could be a grant cardone you can be even better mm -hmm. it's you're down to your belief system and, and how much you want to take risks and take the leap of faith we're all part of the i think it was steve harvey that said, they're all part of the, the mountain of life. And a lot of people are afraid to, to soar. And some people might tumble and hit a lot of rocks on the, on the way down because their parachute won't open first time. And those are the ones that succeed better than the ones that have jumped off first time and open, their parachute's open straight away because they've had the life experience and the struggles to take that on to, to make a successful business or whatever they're going up. So, so let me ask you, so let me ask you this question. If, if the people who have had struggles and failures, they fallen down, you know, when you ride a bike, when you're a kid, you fall down, you skin your knee, you get back up, put a little peroxide on it and you're rolling again and you fall down again. Eventually you learn if those are the people that are being successful, 
why would you not get around those kind of people and learn from their mistakes so you don't have to repeat the same mistakes? Exactly. Yeah. I, I had a mentor. I had a mentor of mine in 2000. I saw. I, I was speaking at a big conference, about four or five thousand students, and she was at the same conference. and And she told me, she goes, Ken, because I want to be, I want to be your 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 mentor, one of your mentors. She goes, my role in your life is to help you avoid the potholes and the landmines that are, that are coming up on the road because she's 20, 25 years older than I am. I want to help you avoid those potholes and landmines because I know where they are. So why would you not learn from somebody else's mistakes? So you don't have to repeat those. And that's exactly what we do with the coaching clients, exactly what we do in our podcast. Somebody texted me the other day. It's actually one of my business owners who just absolutely crushing it. She owns a hair salon. Um, she owns a cleaning business, a clean commercial and residential homes. And she's also a, a physical um, fitness trainer as well as a life coach. And she texted me, she said something the other day. She's like, oh, Ken, you're so awesome. You're so, and I, I texted her back and I said, no, I've just made a lot of mistakes in my life and I learned from them. That's it. Or I've learned from the mistakes of other people. So I didn't in turn have to make those mistakes myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like you're saying, we're doing these podcasts we're using our life experience mm -hmm. to, to show the world and show those ones who are battling whatever it may be, financial, mental health, that yep. there, is, that is, there is a way out. I mean, they're not stuck for, for the rest of their lives. And it's, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that's a huge part is, is not only that, Darren, but it's, okay, if, if I struggled, and I, I firmly believe this, I believe if you struggle with something, which is you're, you are a case in point of what I'm about to talk about. If I've struggled with something in my life and I've, and I've been able to overcome that with the help of others on my own, whether or not you have a faith, um, whether it be Jesus or whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of faith background you might have, a guru or whatever. If I've overcome something in my life, I've learned, I've learned a pretty important lesson. And it really is, it really is, it is my obligation to take what I've learned and help people who have walked through what I've walked through or even help them avoid some of the, some of the, the tough times that I've had to walk through some of the pain that I've had to walk through that was unnecessary for me to walk through. And I think that's part of the mental health journey. Um, as you talked about earlier is part of your, I, I would guarantee you part of your mental health journey for you is as someone who is contemplated or attempted to take your own life several years ago, you doing a podcast on mental health and having people you're helping people. It helps you in your own journey as well. And that's a huge part of that. I tell people all the time, listen, I don't care how big your problems are. Your problem could be you're on video. Your problem could be this big. It can be this big. It can be this big. It can be huge. But when you get your eyes off your problem and you start looking at other people in your community and other people you work with, your school with, other people that live in your neighborhood, when you look at what's going on in their life and you attempt to help them with what's going on in their life, immediately your problems go from here and they just begin to shrink. And then you look back at your own problems. You're like, wow, they're just not as bad as I thought they were. Not that they're still not issues, but you're focused on helping someone else out of the situation that they're in. And it does amazing things at making your problems shrink and seem like, oh, that, that's not insurmountable. I, I can overcome that. Yeah. And they say the most selfish thing you can do is help someone else because the gratitude and the joy you get from it, I get from it, you get from it, is unbelievable. And it's so rewarding. And 
I, I said to my mum the other day, actually, I said, I'm not glad I went through what I went through because I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Right. Not on anybody. Um, but I'm glad I'm doing this now, at this stage in my life, because I've had that last 15, 20 years to learn life and learn the difficult difficulties right. of life to be able to, you know what I mean? To be able to help people and lift them up because that's where I was. And I've had that experience and it's, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there are journeys and stages in everybody in everyone's yeah. life. And one of the things we get to do that I really, really enjoy doing, you said it just a minute ago about fulfillment. I tell people all the time, when you lay your head down on a pillow at nighttime, when you've helped other people win in life at a high level, or you've helped people get better. I've got um, our courses are about to drop in a couple of weeks at growstackdrive.com. And I've got clients who are doing actually video testimonies. Um, I, two of them came in today and I forwarded them over to um, the guys who are doing my click funnel. They're actually Ryan Wegner is one of the guys he's actually in England. Um, and I forwarded them today, but I'm watching these videos of these people whose businesses and lives have been transformed because of what we do in, in, in one of my companies and the Grow Stack Drive brand and the online coaching, the community that they've got, really blowing the lid off their limited belief system and believing, hey, six figures for me is real. Now she's not even, at, she's like now, you know, and if it hadn't been for COVID, she'd be probably over 150 this year. You know, now 150, now it's, hey, next year, how can we do 200 grand? How can we, how can we do this? How does she just had a conversation with them about buying their own, their first commercial property or their first investment property, a rental property. You know, how can I, it's, it's, it just continues to evolve and it continues to grow. And part of that comes from Sandy, the circle that you put yourself in. You've got to put yourself in circles. I, I haven't written, I, it's funny. I did this earlier today in my podcast. I've got it every single day in my journal, my quote is get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. Every single day, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get in rooms, I'm gonna get around people, I'm gonna be in relationship with people who think bigger than I do. Because when I get in those circles, whether it be a mental health thing, whether it be a business thing, whether it be a, a, a sports thing, whether it be what higher education, higher learning, whatever it is, when I get around people who are at a different level, it calls me to a different level. It causes me to have to go to and believe that I can in turn do something greater than what I'm currently doing. Exactly. And I was actually on my first um, Grant Cardone webinar this afternoon, actually. And yep. it's there's some of the things he was saying, it was just, it was unbelievable. And like you said, a bit about being around the people that help you grow. It's, it's so true because it's, you, you can grow on your own, but it's yep. such hard work and sometimes you can wake up in the morning. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and you just can't be bothered. You just don't want to do absolutely anything. And we all have right. them days. You wake up, don't you? And you think, oh, I've got to go and do my training in a minute. I've got to go and do this. But when you wake up and you know you're surrounded by these people that automatically lift you up and give you that, that gratitude, it's, it changes your complete perspective on life and changes your, your, your mindset completely. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, there are two types of people in the world. Yeah. There are thermometers and there are thermostats. So you say, Ken, what, what does that mean? A thermometer or a thermostat? Those are two types of people. 
Thermometers are people when they walk in a room, you can watch them and you can gauge the temperature of the room by, by, but by them, by their, by how they're acting, how their countenance looks. Thermostats are people when they walk in a room, they have the ability to change the temperature in that room at any time because they come in with a personality. They come in with, and it's not just about them. It's about the other people. How I say this all the time, passionate people, passionate leaders are intentional in adding value. When you are a passionate leader, did you look to add value to people that are around you? You don't look to sell. You don't look to, it's, listen, people aren't interested unless, unless you're interesting. So if I can be interested in what you're doing, then you're going to be interested in what I'm doing. Zig Ziglar says, if I help enough people get what they want, eventually I'm going to get what I want. And when we do that, it's, again, it goes back into, Get around people who want something for you, not something from you. And that, that is a huge part of our journey as humans um, with our mental health and, and those different kinds of things that you talk about on a constant basis. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it is so important to your mental health because I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back it all, all the time. Mental health is about is educating people. It's mm-hmm. making them understand that, yeah, you can have all the – all the wealth you can have the physique but you can't have any of that if you haven't got stable mental health and it's i don't know what your mental health system is like across the pond but over here sometimes i think it's down to ignorance they don't like to automatically straight away put you on medication like that they, they sort of like they try and push it off to someone else for any other reasons if you go to someone for help they like to try and push it off and push it away. Oh, yeah, have you, you thought about changing this, doing this, doing this? Yeah, I've come to you because I've got a problem. I need I need help. And they try and push it off. And then before you know it, you're in hospital. Oh, yeah, we wanted to wait to see the last minute if you think you need to. Well, it's too late then. I'm in, I'm in hospital and it's, you know what I mean? It's something that needs, right, I don't know right. what it's like over your, your way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that it's any no. different. I, I don't know a ton about the mental health um system you know the health Mm. system here a ton um i I do know that um after pastoring as many years as i pastored after coaching business owners that i do now as a um you know as a a business owner myself an entrepreneur myself and as a cardinal licensee um community and relationships are the number one thing i would say is find a group of people that you can do life with that you can, and I've got one of my mentors, Craig Rochelle said this before, you're only as sick as your secrets. You're only as sick as your secrets. Now, everybody doesn't need to know your business, but one or two people better know your business. One or two people better know that they're literally the inner core of who you are. And us as humans, we're afraid, fear of rejection is, is one of those things that we learn. We're afraid that if somebody knew who I was or somebody knew, Darren, if somebody knew your backstory and you attempted to suicide several, they may not like me because of that. No, when we, because listen, as human beings, man, we, we, we are born with a, a compassionate spirit. And when you get around the right people and you share those things and you're vulnerable, and that's, that's another thing that, that, um, that Brian talked about today or Brian Berger talked about today was he talked about, um, about compassion. Um, and he talked about, I said, embracing the pain. He talked about emotional intelligence, but he talked about leading with vulnerability. The more vulnerable we are with one another, where 
I'm not trying to impress you. You're not trying to impress me. When I get around Grant or Brandon or C-Rock or any of the guys that you know in the tennis community, it's not about pressing some of those guys. It's just about spending time with and let me glean as much as I can from them so I can, in turn, be a better version of, of who I'm called to be. Definitely. Oh, on that note, I just want to, yeah, I want to say thank you very much for absolutely coming on. It's That's been an absolute absolute pleasure and I've learned tons from what you were saying there and I expect my listeners have learned a lot as well for not only business but life as well so I really want to I want honored to have you on and I want to say thank you very much for um for coming well, Darren, on I'm, I'm honored I'm honored that you asked me on and I will end by saying glory glory man united How's that, my <laughs> glory glory man united too right yes, champions sir. next glory, year glory, champions next year we finally, we finally made it back into the Champions League. It's been a minute. That U, that UEFA Cup stuff just, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't fly like the Champions League does. No, definitely not. We're back up there with the big boys and show, show them that United's back. <laughs> now, if we can get that transfer window um, stay open a little bit far longer and and get a couple of players in, we'll be even better. Oh, that would be nice. Maybe somehow get the money and get Lionel Messi. You never know. That that that'll be a little bit of a stretch. So I'll, I will ask you this question: How long does uh, Solskjaer stay as as uh, as the skipper? Uh, I I think maybe maybe another two years. I think. You think so? Okay. No. I think. Well, Sir, be... Sir Alex likes him, so as long as Sir Alex likes him, I think he's probably going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely, sir. Well, hey, Darren, it was it was a pleasure to be on, man. I appreciate the invite and honored that um, that you uh, asked me to be a part, man. And, yeah, absolutely appreciate it. And, yeah, thank you again for um, for coming on. You're welcome, my friend. Keep striving.